Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. What's a time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you that you shouldn't miss church for any other place. Hallelujah. Because the word of God has been changing us through an anointed servant that God has given to you and me. I want us to stand to our feet. The Bible says in Psalm 9, it says that the word of God it brings wisdom to the simple person hallelujah and i want to tell you that wisdom is about to come into your life wisdom to lead your life is about to be shared by an anointed servant of the lord my brothers and sisters i want us to put our hands together for our pastor put your hands together for sister joy philippe bruce put your hands together for him hallelujah keep putting those hands together keep putting those hands together add a shout add a shout add a shout amen wow well i don't know about you but i've enjoyed the service thoroughly what about you i've enjoyed it thoroughly yeah me too pick up your bible let's say our confession our usual confession this is my bible I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same. So help me God. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. Now just to give you a little bit of an insight into what we I've started to say about the dancers. I believe God has blessed us as a church. As a church, we have five dance groups. And yeah, it's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. Each of them coming with their own special flavor. Each of them coming with their own. I don't see why we shouldn't enjoy them one night. Eh, why should we not enjoy them? Yeah, why not? Ask your neighbor, why not? Yeah, please, if you are here and you go to disco, is your pala? We, we don't go. We want to be happy here. If you go to party, ah, okay, but we dear, this is where we are. Amen? And I will advise you, you see, nowadays this generation, maybe you don't know what the word, con- what a concordance is. It's a book that shows you all the words in the Bible. If you don't have it, some Bibles have it at the back. Just look up the word play. And you see that there's a place to play in the presence of God. Like any parent. So we will come and we'll play. Oh, you are very quiet, too. Yeah. 
and you release all the tension. Amen? Amen. Sound spiritual, but we are still playing. Amen. So put aside the date, June 18th. I think it happens to be Lady Pasaibon's birthday as well. <laughs> that we'll come together and we'll have fun. I also want to clarify something. I understand that many, there were many questions about the memorial service we'll be having. It's next week, Sunday at 4 p.m. Is that okay? Next week, not this week. Thank you so much. Also, Good Friday. Good Friday. It's going to be live here, and we're going to be, we will have a bit of our own program, and then we'll tap into what Bishop Dag is doing, and it's a fantastic program. You don't want to miss it. I say you don't want to what? You don't want to miss it. But is it going to be powerful? Try it and see. You suddenly realize that there's no distance in the spirit. There's no distance. So even though he's somewhere, the thing is just as powerful. If you happen to travel to Accra, please go up to Mampong and be there live. That's also another experience. But for us here too, it is an experience. And we'll be here to enjoy it. Amen and amen. If you're coming in from the branches, we're just having it in one place. Powerful. I think I've done all the announcements I needed to do for now. But we were talking about seven principles for a great change. Amen. When we say a great change, we're not saying that we are perfect. You know that. Amen. Please, are you perfect? No. No. And some people, you have changed. Recognize the change in you. The fact that you have other things that you are working on that you're hoping will change doesn't mean that some things too haven't changed. I hope you are getting me. Hello? Yeah. It doesn't mean some things to haven't changed. So recognize that you are on your way. Amen? Recognize that you are on your way. And we want to take ourselves further along this path. And we want to say that, Lord, make our change, our changes more. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. He is new. And so that part of you that was new, your spirit, is actually new. God does not repair it. He gives you a new one, and that's why you are born again. I hope you remember the illustration we have been doing week after week, week after week. Powerful. And then he says that when you are born again, you're a spirit man, you are a baby, you are now growing. So when a time comes when you should even be teaching somebody, drawing somebody to the Lord. And that's in Hebrews 5.12. That when for the time you ought to be a teacher, we are now teaching you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have become such a value. You need milk and not meat. And I'm trying to get us to the place where you will enjoy it and you actually look forward to changing so that you too, you will enjoy meat. The meat in the kingdom is even nicer than the milk. Amen? I said the meat in the kingdom is even nicer than the milk. Hallelujah. It tastes better. You see, when you're an adult and you taste baby milk, you wonder what the babies find nice about it. The babies cry for it and they are eager for it. But when you grow and you begin to taste, you realize that, ah, was this the thing I thought was so nice? Sana. There are some more other juicy things around. And in the kingdom of God, there are some other juicy things that we need to learn. Yeah, that we need to hear. But sometimes we are constrained. We can't talk about them or we can't go there because 
Even though you have grown in your body, in your spirit, you are so young and you're so small. So if we start talking about those things, you'll just be confused or you'll run away. That's why you discover that many times there are lots of kinds of visions that think God doesn't try to give them to you because you'll be afraid. Ah, oh, you're very quiet now. You'll be afraid. One time I remember that I wanted to see something. And I talked to God, ah, I want to see something. Hey! Then one day, I traveled to Saboba. It's also part of Ghana. <laughs> I went to Saboba and my day ended early. And I came back to my hotel, my, my, where I was staying. One of the things I used to do was that I would either be praying all the way to the place or if I close early, I would use the rest of the day. So I was using the rest of the day, I mean, to catch up with God because time was on my side. Then I got up and I went into the washroom and I was coming back out and I felt, hmm, hmm. Someone is in the room. Somebody, it's not a body. Something is there. Something. And I said, Lord, please, not today, okay? <laughs> Wait until I get back home, please. I cannot open this door. Can you please take back whoever you have sent? You see, sometimes God knows that we are young. And he waits for us to grow. And you need to grow. And as you grow, you begin to see so much more of, the, of that change that comes. I shared with you from Galatians chapter 1 and verse 23 where you see somebody who used to persecute Christians, who used to run after Christians. The person has now changed and he rather is preaching. Amen. And some of you, when you were not believers, you were a believer's nightmare. But by the grace of God, you have heard the gospel and now you rather are in church. It's a great change. I said, it is what? Some of you used to smoke weed. You see, when you see some of the former weed smokers, eh? one of my pastor friends, if it wasn't that the person who was saying it, I wouldn't have believed. The way he looks like an angel. He looks like an angel that's just dropped down from heaven and go, as if he never. And the pastor called him up and said that he should share his testimony. He used to buy the thing by the bag. And they will supply it to him in his house. This is my innocent face, brother. <laughs> Home delivery. Home delivery. He had some guy. The guy, when he's coming to distribute it, then he'll bring him what? A bag. A sack, which he'll finish smoking in a month. Then they'll replenish. <laughs> uh, great change. I've been waiting for Pastor Hope also to share his testimony. I just refused. He has just refused. I don't know why. You're not telling me next week. My preachers, and next week we are preaching something. I, I don't know what to do with him. Pastor, when you come back, come back, come back, come back. Pastor Hope was the leader of the who Kantanga boys. <laughs> do you know the Katanga boys? The guys who have taken praise and worship and they have converted it to profane. And then they are singing it. This quiet pastor. <laughs> nice sweet man of God chasing the Holy Ghost and mean he's one of my most correct pastors in fact if you are going to measure his area is probably the largest and the most planted things am I not right <sighs> yeah I can't great I said you didn't come to say 
<laughs> hey. She ain't Jama, Jama. Do you know? <laughs> uh, 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 you know it as morale. Yo. Please, whatever you call it, oh. whatever you call it, that was him until Jesus Christ came and said, my friend, he said, I surrender. And then he stands here, he's reconducting him quite himself. This God that we serve. Amen. I said, this God that we serve. Hallelujah. And the Bible is full of testimonies like that. Great changes that have occurred. Okay, I know you, dear. You came from heaven like an angel. You are an angel up there. And you came like an angel and lived like an angel. Okay, we are sorry. But for many of us, we were something else that God just rescued. Hey. God just rescued us from somewhere. And that in itself is a great change. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So we began to talk about things and I gave you principles. Some principles. Some things that when you do them, you begin to see the effect. Let's do a quick revision before we... I'm trying to finish this thing. I didn't succeed in the last service, but who knows. Principle number one. After you're born again... A great change will come into your life if you grow up spiritually. If you grow up spiritually. Amen? You need to feed your spirit. You know, you need to feed your spirit. And as you feed your spirit, you grow spiritually. If not, the enemy gets to torment you just like how a, maid, a wicked maidservant gets to beat a baby. Gets to beat a child. Principle number two, after you're born again, a great change will come in your life if you renew your mind with the word of God, not with what is on social media, not with what everybody says, because there are some of you in this room who do not type because of what everybody says. Open the word of God and read it for yourself. Amen? And after you've read it for yourself, you see that there is no argument. You see it in the Old Testament. You see it in the New Testament. So you cannot just say, I care, I care. What do people say? What do... Watching what people say is a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous thing. If you follow what people say, when you are a very slim person, they'll tell you that, ah, why are you dried like that, like Kobe? Then they'll be saying, when you put on weight, the same people who told you that you are dry like Kobe, those same people say, ah, why? Why are you putting on so much weight today? The same people. Meanwhile, as they are speaking, they themselves. So, so don't follow people. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Yeah, the majority is not always right. In fact, they are hardly ever right. Yeah, the masses. They are not, they are not right. They are not right. Hey. hey. Is it not the masses who say don't vaccinate? Hey. Well, I shouldn't go there. <laughs> the, the masses say don't vaccinate. Eh. That is what? Ban injection. Come on, they should be serious. <laughs> they should be serious. That what if you take the vaccine? Conspiracy to see to kill blacks. The vaccines that we have been giving our babies, where did they come from? They didn't kill us at that time. It's now. It's now. 
You are, you are certainly very quiet, oh. No, no, I have to choke you small because if I don't, I, I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand. All of a sudden, you find people, you, you are an art student from 81. Today, you are explaining to us why we shouldn't take the vaccine. Hmm. Pastor, are they paying you to say, I don't need to be paid. <laughs> I almost paid with my life, so I don't need anybody to come and tell me that I should, I should take the vaccine. I will take it. Hey, the church is quiet again. Yeah. Those of you who've taken the vaccine, stand to your feet. Let me see. Hmm. Please turn to the nearest person sitting down by you. Ask them, why haven't you taken it? Have you seen that they are quiet? Some said they are shy. Some say that what? They are afraid of the needle. Eh. Should I tell you what will happen to you if you get COVID? Should I tell you? A minimum of three times a day, sometimes four. They take the, the, the same, the needle that would have given you just once. Three times a day. Your blood sugar. If not from this finger, one finger. Three times a day. Minimum, sometimes four. Two injections per day on your stomach to prevent your blood from clotting. Five a day. You prefer that? You prefer that? Please, I don't know why I've gone here today, but I have to contend with the foolishness. Do you prefer that? You better find a vaccine if you know what's good for you. Let me come back to my subject. It wasn't part of the preaching. But I just wanted you to see that there are human beings who've done it who are alive. And most of us did it more than two weeks ago. Mm. I'm even looking for the second one uh, so that I know that I'm done. So please, go and do it. Because when you die, you will not even see your body. Yeah. I told you, I wasn't joking. Where I was lying, a place of eight. Every day, two or three people died. Every day. Every day from COVID. Two or three. Every day. Sometimes they'll come in, walk in, they'll leave as a corpse. I spent 19 days there. When I came out, I was only number four to leave walking. Everybody else who had left had left dead. And it was two per three a day. Multiply two per, or three by 19. And see how many people died in 19 days. Don't be silly. Go and take the vaccine. <clears throat> Thank you. Sit down. Let's continue our service. <laughs> yeah. And you're sitting down there listening to somebody who has never done science before, doesn't understand. Meanwhile, the person as they are sitting there, they are vaccinated, their child. The six killer disease, is it not a vaccine? Hey, I don't know why I went here today. I'm not so sure. You see, but it is again something about the mind. Somebody has spoken to you. Somebody has spoken to you. I was telling my friends this morning about a woman who was in a bed close to me there. Who, when they put the oxygen on her, she remove it. <laughs> they begged her. They talked. They talked. They talked. They put it on this one. She remove it. They put it as a mask. She remove it. Do I need to tell you that she's dead? And it was from what somebody said. Don't be an idiot. Go and take the vaccine. As your pastor, I'm telling you to go and take it. Just take it. If you arrive in heaven before time, tell God it wasn't you. It was your pastor. <laughs> Prince. 
I'm just also trying to reprogram your mind. And in the same way as you have believed that foolishness, you have also believed people who are in debt who are telling you not to pay their tithe, your tithe. You are believing people who owe. You are believing people who also don't. They don't have money. And then they are telling you that don't pay your tithe. You are also hearing. Hey, I beg you. Read the Bible. Amen? That's why I'm campaigning for us to go back to the Bible. Open your Bible and read it because we are so many believing unbelievers here. You believe in Christ. You've given your life to Christ. But you are living at substandard level because you don't believe what he has said. You don't believe it. For many years, we were paying school fees that were higher than our income due to a certain situation. June, July, I'll start. I have seats. Every convention, I'll say, Lord, the school fees of September, October. The school fees of September. Never once did he let us down. They have finished school, or you haven't seen. And they finish without us owing. Just by using the principles that are in the Bible, renew your mind. The other day I was placing a call on my phone and then I discovered that a message comes up saying that um, you can take a loan of 200 Ghana cities. Something, 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 something. Why are you looking at me like that? Is it not also on your phone? That's the one you believe. And you re- quick, quick what? Quick loan. And you really believe that they care whether you have money or not. You believe it. It's your money they are looking for. By the time you are paid for those two, that 200, you know. Meanwhile, God who really cares is saying something to you. You need to reprogram your mind by the word of God, not by what somebody else is saying. They said, eh, if you pay tithe, the pastors take it. I don't touch your tithe. I don't even know how much tithe is. How much do you pay anyway? Ooh, I shouldn't say that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I find so many people running pastors down. Pastors have done this and they have done that. And you, a child of God, you believe it. Is that what we brought you up to do? You believe it. Ask your neighbor whether it's your five cities that would have been paying me. Anyway, so a reprogramming of your mind. Are you there? I remember in a... Maybe you say I call what? Eugenia. Yasemo. <laughs> we call her affectionately called Mabi. I prefer the Mabi. You know. And she said what? They would take the girl somewhere for some rituals. It's a reprogramming. After reprogramming, whatever they ask them to do, they will do. Is it true or is it not true? Unbelievers, okay, she doesn't need a mic. Unbelievers, Crampo, know what repro- reprogramming is. Then we are children of God. Take your Bible open. Let it reprogram your mind. Amen. I said let it reprogram your mind. So that you begin to grow spiritually. I find many, many people, many of you. Look at how the room is full. This is our second service. But when we said come for an all night, did you come? When we said let us fast a little bit to get ready for it. Did you fast? You didn't. You see, I don't want to embarrass you. Like, I'll ask those who did and those who came to stand. Then we'll see you like that. But it is not my intention to embarrass you. But I'm just saying something to you. Your mind is not correct. How do you expect to exist in this evil world without God? Explain it to me. Just explain it to me. 
as you go up and down, as you move through things, how do you expect to do well? How do you expect it? No wonder when the devil comes knocking on your door, you get diarrhea. No wonder you start to run. No wonder. Because your mind is not well. Oh, I was busy. You were busy. Really? At midnight. Doing what? Doing what? I'm asking you, doing what? Meanwhile, many times it is just one word that changes everything. The thing you have been chasing, you have run after it. Uh, it is just one word from one man of God. One prayer changes everything. But your mind is not programmed to understand that God, the God we serve, he answers prayer. I don't know why I'm giving you testimonies from this bad time, I mean, in the hospital. But that's what comes to my mind. When I finally came round, for one week, I was there and I would be praying. Lord, do not allow the spirit of death to walk here. I bind him in the name of Jesus. For the first two weeks, I couldn't do anything. I was also there. But when I began to come around with the little strength I had, for that one week as I lay there, we were all there. Nobody died. I happened to know the doctors. After I left, within two days, just a prayer. You don't believe your prayers. That's why when there's an all night, you'll be sitting in your house. I'm talking to you. You know, this particular service, this particular service. And you hide behind the fact that the room is full. As for full, we were even over full. So it's not for lack of a crowd. If it is a crowd we are looking for, we know how to generate a crowd. It's not a crowd, but I'm talking to you. Because I see you and I see your issues. And I see the things that you, you, you struggle with. And the answer is just available. And then just like an African, you are walking around. Allow me to go there. Yeah. Allow me to go there. If you asked him, he will give it to you. But you didn't come. And you wouldn't ask. Haji. I am just preaching the truth. Yeah. If you came to church because you thought we'll be, I'll do you receive. We have, I see you receiving time, but it's not now. Right now, I'm sharing the word of God with you. That is what will change your mind. Because for many of you in this particular service, your mind is that your job is more important than God. It is a fallacy. It is a fallacy. If you like die and see, it's a fallacy. It is a fallacy. Everything that you are doing, I tell you, if you drop now, it will continue. It will continue. It may even do better. Some of you, it is love of money. What money can God not give you? But you refuse to serve him. You would rather go on your own and follow the normal love of money that somebody in this area has as they are born. Your mind is not well. If you really think you can generate enough money to live on, I ask you to take a book and look at all the rich people you know. This Zuckerberg man, has he stopped working? Ah, okay. I thought they say he's rich. So what's he doing again? 
So if you think you will ever earn enough to say, okay, when I've got enough, now they are relaxed. It's not, it's not true. Reprogram your mind. I said, reprogram your mind with the word of God. As I'm speaking, Bible cry, will be? Yeah, I don't want to walk into these waters now. Bible cry. And the Bible, when you get home after Sunday, you know, those who have, then you put it down. If I call a contest now, I send to save church, bring me a child that we are training over there. Put an adult from the, 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 the uh, encounter, where the encounter service is here. Put a child here. And I put the Bible on the head. I said, when we say pink, then you start to find the place. They will find, you'll be sitting. You'll be asking me whether Obadiah is in the Bible. Zachariah and Zephaniah, are they two different books or they are the same? Uh, what do you know your friend? what? Are you in the church? Now, Pastor, the way you are blasting us, it is not good. Somebody should have blasted you many years ago. They didn't do it. That's why I'm having to do it now. But it is not a blasting unto perdition. It is a blasting unto the Holy Ghost to convince you to move closer to God and to do something for yourself, not for me. The people who have cars, they, they drive it themselves. I don't drive it. If God gives you a car, I will not be driving it. It's for you. But you would rather wait and go and take a loan to buy the car when God could show you how to get a car. Let me move on. Let me move on. Yeah. Any small thing, no, you won't come to church. It rains small pet. I cannot be wet for God. The story is told of a young man who wrote a letter to a girl he said he loved. And he sent her flowery words. I love you more than my life. When God was creating me, you, he was, he was, it's because of me he created you. He's messy. The guy wrote things. I will climb the highest mountain for you. I will cross the deepest river for you. You are my everything. Without you, I am dead. He finished his whole letter. In fact, next week, someone should remind you, me. I, I have a letter like that in my house. I'll come and read it to you. Real words. Then he ended the letter. If it does not rain tomorrow, I'll come and visit you. Come on, rain. Do you understand? I will climb the highest river, the mountain. I will cross the deepest river. <laughs> I will pass through the hottest fire for you if it does not rain tomorrow. Sananina, your words. Just like when we stand there singing, we are Matinina. We are Matinina. You are my everything. We are Matinina. If it does not rain tomorrow, I'll come and see you. We are Madinina. We are Madinina. We are Madinina. 
I cannot give you my tithe because uh, I'm very broke. You see, you, you like to have things when uh, you don't bring the return. So me, I've stopped giving my tithe because you are not telling the truth. We are not wonders that we are. We are just like that guy. Saying you are my everything, my everything. But this little river. Principle number three. I'm showing you why some of the whole, you see, if you love God, eh, you will just pull yourself together. If you are angry, I put it to you that it's a demon on your shoulder. I pray it is only on your shoulder and not inside your soul. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you listen to a lot of preaching. That's the word of God. A lot of preaching. And as you are listening, open the Bible yourself and see whether what is being preached, is it inside the word or not? Many of you have gone astray listening to funny things. That's why you will buy holy water for 500 cities. So this water, I prayed over it. I prayed over it. You don't know that the, the, the blue inside is ink. Yeah. And they said, oh, when you go, you just sprinkle it over the area. Buy it for 500 cities. Maybe you don't know, the well is just behind his office. <laughs> and it's because we are not seeking to obey the real word of God. That's why we are being trapped by the fables of evil men. Listen to a lot of preaching because faith comes by hearing. <laughs> I'm going to share with you a scripture that somebody shared with me this week. That scripture has stayed with me because I knew that it was true. Ezekiel 33, take us there. My iPad is trying to wait, wasting time. All this, I had not planned to say it, but I... Holy Ghost is pushing me to say. Son of man, your people talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors and say to each other, come on, God is speaking to a prophet. And he says, let, they say, come on, let us go and hear the prophet tell us what the Lord is saying. So my people come pretending to be sincere and sit before you. They listen to your words, but they have no intention of doing what you say. Their mouths are full of lustful words and their hearts seek only after money. Does it sound like the truth to you? You are very entertaining to them. Like someone who sings love songs with a beautiful voice or plays fine music on an instrument. They hear what you say, but they don't act on it. I don't know where it is more true than in this service. But when all these terrible things happen to them as they certainly will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. Stand to your feet. This afternoon, I want you to pray for yourself. There is no point preaching exciting words that you don't plan to do. I don't remember how many weeks they preached about it's a good thing to serve the Lord. Have you started serving the Lord? Those who are serving are serving. Those who are not serving are not serving. What's the point preaching to you any further? Start to talk to God. Sort it out with him. Just lift up your voice. Those of you coming from Garden City, 
I don't know what you are doing on your campus. Oh. So many people there, they are waiting for you. Yeah, waiting for you. Waiting for you. But you won't serve him. Just listen, it's entertaining, it's nice. So if you will not pray when we call a prayer meeting, you pray now. You pray now. Lift up your voice and talk to God about your own situation with him. How serious is the word of God in you? When you hear it, what do you do with it? Would your life not have been better if you did something with it? Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord this morning, this afternoon. Just talk to the Lord this afternoon. I don't know why somebody's moving through the room at this time at all for any reason. Huh. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Lift up your own Forgive us for remaining with the repentance of John. All we have done is to repent, but we didn't move one step further with that repentance. Forgive us and turn our hearts to hear the word and to do it. 
your word says that if a man hears the word and doesn't do it he's like somebody who looks in the mirror and then forgets as he turns away mm, mercy lord forgive us forgive us turn our hearts to you oh god turn our hearts around. in the name of jesus Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Today, I'm looking for people who are rededicating their lives to God. You are here. You know. You know things are not as they should be. And you are saying, Lord, I want to rededicate myself to you. I used to follow you better. I used to do more. But I've slidden away now. But I'm coming back. If that's your prayer, lift up your hand this afternoon. If that's your prayer. And take a step from where you are. And come and stand right here. And we are going to pray. Just come and pray. Just come and stand. You're saying, Lord, I'm rededicating myself to you. I'm rededicating myself to you. God bless you. God bless you for your honesty to the Lord. I'm falling back. I'm rededicating myself. I'm coming back to you, Lord. I'm coming back to you, Lord. I'm not thinking about who is around me or beside me. I'm just coming back. I'm rededicating my life to you, Lord. I'm rededicating my life. Let us pray. I want you to pray this prayer after me. We want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today in repentance. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for sliding back when I didn't intend to. I didn't mean to. But today, Lord, I come asking you to forgive me and to receive me and to help me lord i'm coming back i give you my heart i give you my all help me lord show me the way to go teach me lord and help me to do your will in jesus name father i thank you for each one who has come forward may they have a direct encounter with you oh god and lord help them help them to enjoy the word one more time and to move on with you in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I God richly bless you.